and welcome to Talking SME, our quick fire chat with business leaders. I'm Tracy Adams, and today I'm pleased to welcome Kimberly Whalen Blake, Director at Hughes Paddison Solicitors, a leading legal practice in Cheltenham. Welcome, Kim. Good morning, Tracy. We've got we've had many conversations um, with businesses of all sizes here at Ten to Two, but particularly yes, SMEs. And as we have your undivided attention for about 15 to 20 minutes, perhaps we could pick your brains on the five most common employment law topics that we are coming across at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you probably have similar sort of subjects and topics as well from your point of view. Um, so yes. the first one, uh, the pandemic course it's been top of everybody's mind <laughs> so um I guess lots to do with this but but things like getting the workforce back safely and, and any, any issues around that yeah so obviously the pandemic it's it's continued to rattle on way longer than any of us expected uh the common themes that I am uh, getting calls on uh now is we obviously have the end in sight it, it's looking you know to be June-ish time uh that, that, that you know we're expecting significant easing of restrictions how do we get our workforce back in uh, how can we do so safely so uh, they are the key points that I'm getting at the moment um, and you know the guidance is that at the moment is work from home uh, unless it's not reasonable for you to be able to to, to do your work at home uh, and obviously you've got all of the COVID secure practices in place. It is likely that come June, no matter how optimistic uh, um, Boris Johnson is, that there will be still measures and guidance in place. So, mm. so definitely check that out. It's published all of the time on direct.gov uh, to ensure that you're complying with it. Uh, the importance with that is that we have just had a a case out in the last couple of weeks where an employee refused to return to work cited that it it, it was uh, not reasonable for him to do so because his health and safety was at risk uh, and he was relying on that in terms of the the employer had dismissed him and he was relying on that for, for automatic unfair dismissal and the uh, tribunal found that it wasn't an unfair dismissal the employer had reasonably complied with the guidance in place was covid secure and so they were perfectly entitled to ask him to come back to work what i would say from a practical point of view is that your workforce has been out of the office outside usual routine for some time now so just as you would in like maternity cases and things like that please ensure that you know you do kind of a form of like re-onboarding you know help them settle back in you know they may be more nervous than usual in terms of if they have to catch public transport etc so just have those open and honest conversations with them yeah perfect thank you and alongside that as part of the whole pandemic picture um, vaccinations. So I've been reading lots about whether you should be vaccinated or have to be vaccinated to, be, to go back to work. So what what's going on here? Yeah, hugely topical and very political at the moment, isn't it? The whole vaccination process. Um, and, you know, you've got very clear divides um, in those that are really supportive of the vaccinations and those that feel as though it's, a, you know, it's uh, oppressive and it's a restriction of their human rights. 
Now, uh, there are many jobs out there already that require certain uh, prerequisites. And, you know, you will have seen all across the news about the vaccinations for care homes and things like that. So this is likely to be topical for some time, because as an employer, yes, you owe a duty to individual employees, but you also owe a duty to the wider workforce and keeping them safe. Uh, There has been a very interesting case on this. Um, It's not related to the pandemic, but it is very much related in relation to vaccinations. Um, It's a Czech Republic case that went to the uh, European Court of Human Rights. It's important to note that notwithstanding Brexit, we still are bound by decisions in the European Court of Human Rights. So uh, it was a Czech Republic case, and the whole thing was about vaccinations, uh, their children's vaccination programmes. A case was brought on the basis that it was a breach of their Article 8, which is right to family life and privacy, and Article 9, freedom of thought and consciousness. And that has now been decided that, Whilst there is interference with those rights, it was perfectly legitimate for the Czech Republic to uh, enforce them because uh, they had a reasonable, legitimate aim in respect of protecting the rest of their society that were vulnerable, that couldn't take the vaccinations because of health issues and relied on herd immunity. So whilst not directly related to the pandemic, It is very, very interesting, given that there is such a topical discussion about COVID vaccinations, and it is highly likely that this case will be referred to in any dispute about them. Okay, wow. (laughs) I know. Um, And now, now, uh, on a slightly separate, it's sort of linked to the pandemic, this one. Now, you and I were talking before, and you'd mentioned that... um, you've a number you'd seen sort of touted around if you like is that there's been an increase in SMEs setting up last year over the previous year quite a significant increase so um caused more competition and restrictive covenant questions so that was really interesting perhaps yeah I mean I think that you know if we look at the unstable job market at the moment because uh, of the pandemic uh, and we've had a lot of individuals obviously utilizing the coronavirus job retention scheme so a lot of people that have been furloughed Mm -hmm. and you also have the organizations that have restructured and made redundancies so what um what was really interesting is that the from the period of June to October last year, so what's that? June, July, August, September, five months. So a five month period, there were three hundred and seventy six thousand uh, SMEs uh, incorporated. That is an increase on the same period for two thousand and nineteen of of ninety thousand. Wow. So. 90,000, that's UK figures um, of of new uh, small and medium enterprises being set up. Now, what I've found on the uh, employment law side of this is I'm getting frequent calls about my employee has set up in business in competition and is contacting my clients or using intellectual property. And so I am seeing a very, very sharp increase in restrictive covenant cases. So If this is a concern, if you've had loads of staff on furlough or if you have or intend to make redundancies when, um, you know, business resumes and the furlough scheme ends in September, definitely make sure that your your restrictive covenants are well drafted because the fundamental principle is that there 
unenforceable as a restraint of trade unless they only are to the level in which it protects a legitimate business interest. So if you are concerned about that, get those in, in good ship shape order. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Wow. I'm still flabbergasted by that number, but it makes sense when you look at it and look at the picture. Um, it does. And you think if people are on furlough and they're right. used to working in a busy environment, they're, they're looking at ways to fill their time. And they certainly yeah. aren't doing that by going on holiday and visiting people. Yeah. So, you know, you're, we're seeing a lot of people taking that time to, to set up their own businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So so for the next topic, the fourth question, um, I think uh, we love this one. <laughs> so IR35. Oh, yes. The dreaded IR35. I mean, I think this has been the longest talked about new employment update. I think I was talking about this back in like 2017, but uh, the pandemic obviously uh, delayed the rollout of it. So it has now been rolled out, um, you know, this year. It applies to uh, medium and large um, private businesses. Obviously, it was already introduced in the public sector and the uh, private private sector was the next one to go. So your small businesses are still excluded. It is about your off-payroll workers. And specifically, it's targeted, obviously, as the individuals that set themselves up as a personal service company, i.e. company of one, that is providing work to obviously the the, the end user, the mm. employer. So it, we, we do have some grace um, that's come out in the last couple of weeks that uh, HMRC uh, are, are offering a period of grace up until the end of this year in respect of not uh, issuing penalties to employers who have made genuine mistakes in relation to IR35. But it's um, it's caveated by it needs to be a genuine mistake and therefore they will be expecting them to have done some work around that. So key takeaway key recommendation if you haven't done so already is to do an audit on those that work for you that are not on payrolls so i.e your contractors your agency workers include everything not just those that are solo um, individuals in their own solo personal services company do it for all off payroll working if if there are any queries about it there are toolkits online in terms of asking questions and it will pop out the answer for you and then finally obviously get some advice on it because if you do those measures it's highly likely if you get it wrong HMRC will be far far lenient with you. Mm, Great okay and just just in terms of sort of the difference between small and then medium and large businesses is is there a number of turnover or anything like that that determines? It is it it is twofold Um, I don't have the exact figures to hand Tracy but I can send them to you so you can upload them to your database but basically it's 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 twofold. One is turnover and yeah. one is number of employees. Yeah. So, so a, a number of small SMEs, small businesses will fall under out of that. that <laughs> they, they will on this implementation, yeah. but it, they, they're not excluded forever. So uh, once once this rollout has been done, they will be then um, brought into IR35, right. um, no doubt. So yeah. e- even if you are small in size, you're still best off getting your house in order and saving yourself the the hassle of running around at the last minute. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. And then the final topic, which um, has sort of paled into the background, into insignificance whilst the pandemic's been on, but it's still there. So Brexit and the right to work. So any any updates on that for us? 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's a huge thing that somehow has seemed to have gone under the radar because of everything that's been going on with the COVID-19 pandemic. But obviously, from the 1st of January of this year, 2021, uh, there is no longer the free movement of people because uh, uh, of Brexit. Now, uh, again, because of the pandemic, you know, if there's silver linings of the pandemic, these are the small ones. Uh, there is some grace on that if if, if people have got it wrong um, up until the end of this month. So the uh, not this month, next month, 30th of June. Um, so there is a little bit of time for, for, for uh, employers to check their HR, their, their staff databases in, in respect of any EU uh, or Swiss nationals that are working for them. They need to obviously get settled or pre-settled status. And if they don't, then they need to be looking at whether they can either get a visa or if they can get the employer can sponsor them and they get it through the skilled worker points regime. So huge, huge things that has somehow been paled into insignificance in the background, um, but definitely has huge ramifications if it gets wrong. Because obviously, one, it would be an illegal contract, so there will be issues there. And secondly, uh, there is uh, fines from um, uh, the Home Office. There are criminal sanctions. So it's definitely something that they need to look at. We uh, obviously a few weeks ago did a podcast specifically on this point. And if anybody has any concerns, I was I would recommend starting there at that podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim. I was just going to mention that. That's perfect. We will signpost people to that one as well, where we have more details. So lovely. There's five huge, quite huge subjects there in their own right. Um, uh, Interestingly, all quite interlinked around the pandemic and things that are happening out of the pandemic as well. Um, So thank you for that. Um, More than welcome. And obviously, if any of your uh, clients or or listeners want to pick up the phone and give me a call about any of those issues, it's obviously a whistle stop tour. There's only so much I can say in 15 to 20 minutes. Um, uh, But if if there are any queries, then I'm then more than welcome to obviously contact me. That's brilliant. And we will. We'll put your contact details around all of this so people can get hold of you if they need to. So, well, thank you again for joining us today. Um, It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, to if you're listening, uh, I hope you've enjoyed talking to me today and look out for future episodes coming soon.